0: Mirror By Phil Goll Read by Dan Snellgrove Chapter 13 The Plummet Pit They landed on an enormous rubbish heap their fall broken by large chunks of yellow foam and slashed sofa cushions. The rubbish heap was contained inside a cavernous chamber, its buttressed walls running wet with rainbow slicks of oil. The chamber was illuminated by the flicker of fluorescent tubes that dangled from the walls on lengths of electrical wire. To his disgust... Kip saw the walls were crawling with ankle snatchers. More of them scuttled amongst the rubbish heap, their fingers worming through the refuse. A terrible noise came echoing out of large tunnels in the base of the chamber wall. A cacophony of whining metal, breaking glass and splintering wood. The noise was followed by eruptions of sparks... The sparks were followed by screams. Then everything was silent. All oh, this terrible place, cried Jamie. I wish we'd never run away. It was Joe's idea. I don't know why I listened to him. He thinks he's so great because he's seven minutes older. Seven minutes like big deal. He's always getting me into trouble. Getting me to do stupid things. Like... When he told me cat food was delicious in a sandwich. Kip looked at Jamie. He touched him on the shoulder. You will see him again. I promise. Not now. Despaired Jamie. Look at us. We're... He stared up at the walls. Who knows where we are? We'll figure something out. Jamie glared at him. This isn't how it was supposed to turn out. None of this... A new noise assailed their ears, the piercing wail of sirens. The chamber lit up with an array of revolving lights as out of the tunnels appeared dinosaur-like creatures with yellow skin and massive jaws supported on long necks. Their eyes were as large and bright as headlamps, and instead of legs, they propelled themselves forwards on one black rubbery foot. The yellow monsters began to scale the rubbish heap, taking great scoops of debris into their mouths. The heap quaked violently. We have to get out of here, said Kip. Through the tunnels, quickly. Don't, said a voice. You mustn't. The two boys turned to see a figure drag itself out of the rubbish heap, a hooded apparition of oily rags. If you enter the tunnels, you'll be killed, it continued. One of the dinosaur creatures had already made it as far as the summit of the rubbish heap. Its eyes burned brightly, an avalanche of junk falling from its jaws. Ah, too late the figure said. It's seen you... With a roar, the monster dragged itself towards them. The figure stepped to one side to reveal the shaft from which it had emerged. Down there? said Kip. He gave a sigh. Why is it always down? The yellow monster was nearly upon them. The hooded figure disappeared back into the hole. The monster roared again. The two boys looked at each other And then down they went too, half falling, half sliding into the rubbish heap. They slithered between slabs of age-old junk and spiralled down drainpipes until, with a rather soggy plopping sound, they slid headfirst into a large cave. Kip yanked Jamie back to his feet, away from their mysterious rescuer, who sloughed its rags to reveal a battered suit of armour. Shovelisks are nasty brutes, sir, uh, it said. But an insignificant nemesis compared with the maiden eater Mingus, the black-bellied dragon of Irithon's will. <laughs> the suit of armour walked towards them, extending its left arm in greeting. Its right arm was missing. Sir Regulus Ferric, at your service, <laughs> Apologies if my appearance alarmed you. Such camouflage is necessary if one is to avoid unwanted attention in the plummet pit. Kip tried not to stare too obviously at the cavity below the suit of armour's right shoulder. Uh, Ah, an old war wound, (laughs) explained Sir Regulus. Now, please, you must come with me. Jamie crossed his arms. I'm not going anywhere. We need to go back up. Madame Chartreuse has my brother. What about the tunnels we saw? Sir Regulus shook his head. Uh, Beyond them lies the odds and bods abattoir. (laughs) We heard screams, said Kip. The sound of inmates being dismantled alive. (laughs) But can we get out that way? (laughs) Asked (laughs) Jamie. I need to get out. Nothing gets out. Nothing survives odds and bods. (laughs) You have to come with me now. Deep beneath the rubbish heap, there's a colony who evaded the shovelisks and the horrors of the abattoir. As their numbers grew, they built a city. <laughs> It'll be your home now too. <laughs> I'm not going to live in some underground city for the rest of my life. My brother is in danger. We can't stay here, Kip, we can't. I quite agree. A new voice said, as out of the shadows trotted a white horse, the sort on which Kip had ridden countless times on the carousel at the thrill minute fairground. The stallion's flanks were peeling and discoloured, its golden mane grubby with grease. "'Dirty they may be, Regulus, but I can see well enough they still possess their elsewhere light,' the horse continued. "'An elsewhere light?' Here, we have rules, and you know their reason. You better than most. Had I not intervened, the shovelisks would have delivered them to the dismantlers. I thought I made it clear, after your rescue of that impudent troublemaker, Bertram Fusby. (laughs) You are not to go up to the plummet pit, Regulus. You... Are a Jetsimilite now? You cannot make amends for your past this way. Your heroic days are over. (laughs) Now leave us. Reacquaint yourself with the Jetsimilite code and stay away from Fusby. I don't trust him. I trust the two of you together still less. (laughs) Sir Regulus left the cave without argument. To the two boys, The carousel stallion said. You're not welcome here. Go and do so quickly. Go where exactly? Asked Jamie. I don't care. (coughs) Just leave before you're seen. Uh, too late, said Kip. The cave was filled with movement. Hat stands that moved like stick insects dropped down from above to investigate the two boys with inquisitive prods. A grubby armchair ape shuffled forwards to sniff them. A plump pink sofalo with tiny pointed feet blinked at them from behind tassel-like eyelashes. Knitted glove squids shimmied above their heads, propelling their colourful bodies through the air in fits and starts. Comb centipedes scuttled between their feet. Kip looked down to see a small, knitted clown holding his hand. Give it to me, the clown implored, tugging Kip's fingers. Just a little piece, that's all. The pickeroon widows will do the rest. <laughs> a yellow-gloved squid grabbed Kip's other hand, its short, stubby tentacles enveloping his fingers. Not a bit fish! it squealed. Give it to me. Give me the total... I ask first. Snarled the clown. It's mine. Mine. The carousel stallion reared up on his hind legs, scattering the crush of creatures to the edge of the cave. Silence! You have forgotten yourselves. Then tell them to leave, demanded the clown. Their presence here mocks the Jets' decree. The crowd jeered in agreement, and Kip began to fear the metamorphs would attack. Suddenly, the whole cavern shook. The ceiling slumped. Squirts of smelly water gouted from the walls. Heapquake! Cried the metamorphs. The chauvelisks have returned to the plummet pit, said the carousel stallion. To the safety of Flotsam Pots Hole, quickly!